who they was raised by. That's who they was raised by. It, it, it ain't just the fact of that, man. My son told me that one day. My son Shaquille told me. I said his goddamn name, the motherfucker. He was beating on the buckets. She was cute. This nigga's 23 years old now. I love my son to death. I try to teach him everything I can teach him. I told him, I said, ain't no pension plan and being no fucking bucket boy. And now you 23, you a bucket man. That nigga showed me. But that same Hold on, that nigga. That nigga showed me. That nigga moved to Iowa where there ain't nobody beating no bucket. He the bucket king. In Iowa. In Iowa. He started it. He in started Iowa. in Iowa. He said, I'm going I'm to I'm show you, Daddy. I'm going I'm to move. So you saying he took the show on the road. <laughs> he took the show on the road. But you, you, you got to understand something, man. I worked for Cure Violence, was formerly ceasefire for two years. My whole objective was I myself know what I did in the streets. I ain't got to talk about all of it. Motherfucker ain't got to check my file. I don't give a fuck. I knew that I was a person that I could talk to these kids. And I talked to them. You got two years. Out of two years, I done met over 10,000 young dudes. Gave them opportunities. Offered them opportunities to do different. I swear to God, only 16 motherfuckers wanted to do something. The rest of them didn't want it. And then I talked to one young boy. He, he gave me a very understandable um, reason on why he didn't want to do shit or why he didn't want to change. He said, if I go get a job, I'm working, I'm supporting my family, I'm paying bills, I'm doing it, I'm doing it. Doing everything I'm supposed to do. I'm even going to church. I'm even finna get married. I had a baby, all of this. I'm at the bus stop one day, on the train or going to work in traffic. And one of the ops see me that I didn't get at before. They dead in my ass. They dead in my ass. He said, what am I going to do then, big bro? What my family going to do then? I done did it all for no reason. He said, I can change right now. But is that op going to change? Is he going to let me get a pass when he see me? I told him, I still got a solution for you. Move, motherfucker. Move. Go somewhere where you don't know nobody. Don't befriend nobody. Do what you have to do. Take care. I said, your first priority until they put you in that motherfucking ground is to be something in life and make an example of someone else, like your children or something like that. <laughs> yeah. Motherfucker just, gave, motherfucker just gave me that today. Illinois Casting Company. Illinois Casting. 68, 60, 67 in Austin. Selling caskets at a wholesale price to the public. Do y'all know this is a fucking business? Yeah. A business. A bit murder. Violence definitely is a business. I had a friend that we lost, I said a week ago, named Blue. Blue had a heart he had a heart problem. Triple bypass, all that. Blue did a lot of shit out here. One of my guys was messed up, man, man, can't believe it. I said, look here, man. They ain't take blue away from us. I felt it was blue's time. God, he, he was on that table, supposed to be for three hours. It was five hours. Two days later, out of the complications, he passed. I said, he passed. He wasn't killed. I said, now what you, you mad at a heart attack? How you gonna change this to be by here? How you gonna, what you gonna do? I'd rather go out like that. I remember back in the day, I used to wanna go out in the blaze of glory. 
that Scarface shit. Uh, yeah, I wanted to go out because I was out here doing what I was doing. But then, my motherfucker had these kids. I had that little, I did that little bit. What up, what? I did that little bit and I seen what it was for somebody else to raise my motherfucking daughter. And I said, fuck that. <laughs> I ain't come back in it. I, I, I was locked up. I was putting, huh. I was putting a, a cell. Yeah, yeah, you come on, get on, come on, get on the fight, just show you, show your face. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you don't want to come shake y'all hands. I just saw y'all. I looked through and I saw yeah. some players in the back. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, how you doing? It's my man Yao that came through. Yeah. You know. Come through and say what's happening. Yes, sir. Yeah, we doing a count. We, 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 we gonna we gonna we gonna have to have him on here too. Accountable men. Me and being accountable in the neighborhood. Without all the shooting, without the shooting and violence. My opinion of it is, it starts from the household. You know, and once you leave the household, or once the father leave and leave that child. For that mother to raise that child, that mother's gonna do what she do and coddle that kid. But the problem is, the boy never becomes, he just becomes of age. You follow what I'm saying? In my opinion. Because now he's 16, depending on this same black woman, 17, depending on this black, same black woman. Now he's 40, depending on the same black, on another black woman. You know what I'm saying? So I, that, that's, that's just my opinion of it. Our mothers, our mothers, and I know I can speak for everybody. Even uh, yet, our mothers raised us to 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 do for ourselves: cook, clean. You looking at three, four motherfuckers that know how to cook, they know how to clean up. We need a woman for sex. <laughs> you know, motherfucker, woman. I had uncles and a stepfather around, though. Yeah, I yeah. I still wanted to do what I wanted to do. Right, right. I, I, it was my choice of. That led my life to the way I I, I took that. I, I, I right, right, right. We all are basically all but like that. what you just said, you had a male figure Absolutely. in that picture. Period. It's a boy left right now. Not too many black right. men's or uncles and grandfathers. Right. Around. See, that's what a lot of these young kids don't have. Them big mamas. Right. And that great granddaddy that. that you know what I'm saying? Right. They raise, they raise their mama. Big mama's thirty now. Right, that's big what they're saying. They, they, they don't have they don't have no big moms, man. And then they got and then they got they got they got men. Right. You yeah. got men to see yeah. that to see. Like, y'all got a motherfucking son. I said that, that nigga gave that nigga his face. Yeah, I need another one, brother, if you can't tell us or something. Yeah. And um if now I his, see his son his, his son his son doing all right. Right, his right, right. No. But what I'm saying is if I see if I see if I but see, if I, I see Yak's son, the one I know, if I see him, yeah. I'm like, what up, boy? You good? You straight? You, Man, I'm cool. I'm cool. You know what I'm saying? And that's another accountability thing. We ain't finna sit up and let somebody that we know, son be in a situation or out there without him letting him know, you got somebody, somebody out here. Right. Somebody's yeah. watching. Yeah. But that, go, that goes with, with saying, with us, being the age we are, being like, hey, you good. Yeah. yeah, yeah, man, I'm good. And then what you do when you got your when you got your seed with you? Oh man, this is my son. You introduce him. Yeah. You see yeah. these cats, man. Yeah. You seeing me. You know what I'm saying? Right. But yeah. and just like that's, you just said, just like you just said, you got you got some that ain't. But the present, your presence is there. Their choice is theirs. And it's also so that's, that's what makes that's what makes the difference. That's also that respect factor. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. One thing for sure. When yeah. I have my boys with me, I think I'm gonna introduce them. I want yeah. you to see, see these people's faces. So right. when they see you and mm -hmm. if something going wrong and you out here, you got somebody that's gonna say, right. We, we got pull you back. You up, pull say, hold on. You doing we, something wrong. We, right. yeah. I know you. Or we can intervene. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We can intervene the situation. 
See, that's the old time way. Right. See, hey, we're going to get you on him. We'll from you back on when we was coming up to now, we lost something. All right, boy. But and you know what? You came up way. You, you like two different. You check two different. What did he just say? Now, Mo look good, but Mo is two generations older than me. But no, no, no. When we was coming up, we didn't want. Miss Smith and Mr. Jones down the street oh, okay. to see us doing nothing wrong. Now nah, you're straight. You're straightened right up. Yeah. Or they'll grab you and take you to your mama. But now, man, you didn't want Mr. Jones <laughs> and Mr. Smith. <laughs> they get out the way. They might get their windows knocked out their house, so they keeping their mouth shut about what they see. Right. That's crazy. Yeah, it's crazy. Because the, it was such a disconnect of that respect factor that we didn't realize it until. You heard somebody, man, they didn't bust Miss Jow's windows. All of our windows out. All this and that. Because she told, she told so-and-so and them to stay. I remember the worst thing in the neighborhood, we could be bad as hell. Walk on Miss Greengrass. Yo ass out. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yo ass out. And you knew it. Like, it's a lady on the block right now. Like we was just talking about, um, we was at breakfast. There was two ladies over there on 60 Second Alive. Hicks. Amory and Miss Hicks. And the last of the two elders that have, you better respect them or it's going to be a problem. But it shouldn't have been a problem because respect should have been just known and did. But they don't know that though. But yeah. So just think about this. The people that were, when we was young, and the people said, stay off my grass, stay off my car, stay off this, that's stuff that they don't work for. These kids ain't work for none, so they don't care about nothing. Makes no sense. It don't make a difference to them. Ain't lying. Ain't lying. Ain't lying. So as long as it don't make a difference, who cares? And if don't nobody say nothing, they ain't gonna say nothing because they bringing in twenty, thirty dollars. Now they now here's the biggest mistake: when women have these little boys or young boys, and they say, "You the man of the house now." How you how you six or seven years old and man of the house? You the king. You, the you ain't king. no damn king. <laughs> Fucking peasant. You ain't, you ain't even a prince. Yeah, you a peasant, motherfucker. Your daddy ain't here. So you ain't no king, motherfucker. You gotta you, you gotta be fine as king. Again, you put that in your you put that in your mind. Guess what? He's saying, Oh, I am a king. I ain't got to pay for nothing. Yeah. You understand what I'm saying? Now like you got that daddy. whole mentality. I can be like my dad. I can leave. <laughs> <laughs> I'm out of here. I'm out of here. I'm up. Trying to figure out. The restrictions is too Yeah, we got, we got a few more minutes on the podcast. Usually let it go. I mean, we're going to let it go for like an hour. Uh, share this podcast. If y'all are on um, any hey, of our social hey, media. Hey, Sheila, yeah, Mojo is handsome. But he been around a long time. <laughs> he been around a long time. Mojo is a prime example of preservation. <laughs> this man don't drink. He don't smoke. A none that I have ever seen. Because you never know. I don't know what he do at home. He don't do nothing. But I ain't never seen him he don't drink, do nothing. smoke, or nothing. That motherfucker, that motherfucker, he looked at the clock. The clock stopped. <laughs> we, was at a, we was at a lounge last night. And the lady, the waitress came over there with some warm milk for him. She already know. That's all he's going to do. He ain't going to do nothing more than that. Hell no. And I didn't drink it because it wasn't 2%. <laughs> so, yeah, we got a lot We got a lot of work, you know. Uh, so we actually going to try to reach out. And I think whatever, next week or whenever we can get back together. 
we're gonna have some we're gonna have some uh, uh, lines and let's see who let's start asking men how they really mean what are they really doing in the household how they how they supporting their family because you can be out here and be, be out here in these streets and act like they cool and everything Come on around here, man. Yeah, yeah. you're a working man. It's a and brother that got a, a, a good point and he got some good things going on. Yeah, uh, so, he done cut down, down a lot got, of trees. Uh, I got four daughters, no sons. We'll so what I did for the man of, in my family is I homeschooled all my girls. Okay. I didn't send my daughters to public school. I know. Come on, sit right here while I go get my drink. we did, we homeschooled them. Can y'all be quiet? The man's talking. We homeschooled them. And all of my daughters started started college at 15 years old. Okay. So we homeschooled the girls. That was one thing that I know that I did as a major impact on my children's life because I was their history and math teacher. And uh, we did all of that work with our kids. And now I have a 25-year-old with a doctor's degree. My 21-year-old is about to graduate with her master's. My 18-year-old is a junior at Delta State University. And my 15-year-old is graduating from the homeschool um, next year to go to the community college at 15. Okay, that's yeah. what's up. Yeah, so. So we're gonna, you know, we're gonna need you out here and. Uh, no uh, more things, teach your kids yourself. We're gonna need you out here to help. Now you got yours straight. We need, we need the neighbor oh, straight. Yeah, I got you. That's what we I do. I'm actually a mentor. Uh, I, I mentor kids, I tutor. I mean, I got all kinds of different stuff going on. We have a nonprofit organization, 501c3, where we give away food to the community. My wife also also spearheaded and runs a program called XL by Five and trying to work with kids from zero to five to build some type of infrastructure for them. And we work with small rural communities to try to help them develop things for the youth and the kids in those communities. Y'all out here in that city? No, actually I live in Mississippi. And why are you here? I'm rehabbing some homes here. Okay. You know, bread and butter. Okay. Right, right. So yeah, so yes. Uh, you know, it's important what we do with our children and what we do for our children. And one of the most important things is teach your children yourself because I deal with kids with parents right now, and they ask me what did I do, and they, they say, well, I don't even know my child, and I tell them, well, you probably don't because you've been sending them to school since four years old, and they're away from you, and other people are teaching them. By the time you, you start to pay attention, they're 15. <laughs> and you don't know where they come from. You know, kids ain't scared of nothing. But That's remember, we, yeah. we need your input. We need your help. And this can be a great thing. And we got to start calling out these men. Yes. That's it. As it goes, as it's ongoing and people are coming and leaving, people Peace. don't really know what you're going to do. Black Power Club. Yeah, we're going to do a series on it. We're going to do a series on it. Today, y'all need to connect and, and get everybody y'all need to get. I sub at CPS. Hey, y'all. So I sub at CPS. I'm, I came here to give an example of what is going on inside the school. So I got hired to deal with children with special needs. And the one that are on the forefront and front on stage are our black children. Okay? And White kids, white kids have IEP IEPs as well, but they use attorneys to fight for the services to get their children. Black people are dealing with their children being able to get disability, and they allow the school to deal with the problem. I had a little girl in fifth grade with a three-syllable name, 
who decided to tell me as I was trying to teach her how to do her assignment, she said to me, she started stroking my long hair. And I was like, I'm trying to teach you how to read. She said, look, I don't know how to read. And she said it and she wanted me to understand that this is the situation. And I was like, what do you mean you don't know how to read? She said, I don't know how to read. I need you to read it for me and then I can do the assignment. And I said, well, I'm gonna sit here and we are gonna sound out the words, right? So I was trying to teach her to sound out the words. It was section, all right? So as I was trying to sound out section, I said S, like we were going sex, right? We get the C, it sounds like an X. She said sex. <laughs> and she thought that was funny. Fourth grade. We're trying to teach you how to spell sex, section, but she only heard sex in fourth grade, all right? So I was like, that's the bigger problem right there because they know about everything other than what it's gonna take them to get to the next level. So she started stroking my hair. And I was like, what are you doing? She was like, I wish I had long hair. Forget the assignment now, class is going on. And I was like, you, you got long hair, you got long braids. She said, I want my own hair. I said, you know what? How about, how about we start, I'm gonna teach you how to make your hair grow because I have a hair salon. And she was like, for real? I can come. I said, you can. I said, but the only way that your hair is going to grow is through the circulation of blood in your scalp, in your brain. So when the blood starts to work, it'll make your hair grow. She got interested. She said, well, how do I make the blood work? I said, by trying. Okay? I had a tear in my eye because at that point she found an interest in everything that I had to say. So I got up and I walked away and I went to the white man who is the special ed teacher who makes six figures. I said to him, she'll not read. He was like, yeah, and I wonder how they made it to fourth grade, how she get this far. Because Chicago Public Schools, charter school, any educational environment, Bible 1C3, they get money to bring these kids in to say we're here to teach them. But once they get the once they get the funds and once their job is to teach, they blame it on what's going on in the household for the reason that they cannot teach. And that's the issue. These people are just taking on. They have jobs. No, no, no. That's a issue. That's not the issue. Okay, the it's issue. a part of it. It's a part of the process. But when I sit back and I look at, I, I go in the classroom and a teacher is reading a story to three boys, a white boy, a black boy, and a, a mixed boy. All of them were dressed to the teeth, but they did not know how to control themselves and sit still and listen to the story. We got some issues that people are hearing things, but they're not learning anything. When we talk about the household, I heard you all say, and that's what made me get up. I think Marlon was talking about when his mother found out that he was a part of the GDs. No, that was, that was bald hair. Okay. I got a son who's 31 years old. He's lived in 60615 and 53 all his life. All right. I've made all my money with my hands. I don't sell, I don't hustle. All right. He's lived a great life. But when he would get in trouble with the kids that came from Inglewood and that came from the east side and the low and the low end, he would get, the police would keep my son in custody in the room with them and all the other kids were in the back. And they said, the reason we have your son is because we see where you live. When he told us where you live, we knew that you didn't understand what was going on because I can't afford to live where you live. All right? So for a long time, I went through protecting my son and saying, my son isn't that kid. He's different from the rest of the kids. Until one day, 
when he got in trouble and I'm sitting there crying my heart out saying, because I'm paid, I paid, we've already counted it. I paid $60,000 keeping my son out of prison. And at the end of the day, he still went. One day he finally said to me, hey, Ma, you don't know me. <laughs> no, because he, he said this earlier in the podcast. At home, they have one person, and in the street, they have another person. And, I'm, and, and here's the thing. As a single mother who dated a GD, all right, who was killed, shot 21 times, all right, and died. As a single mother, I made excuses for his behavior due to the choices that I've made. So I said the reason he's, you know, doing the things that he's doing is because I shouldn't have done that. Or that's the reason I removed him from the household because I didn't want my son to become that. So for my son, he grieved. He's grieved for the last 15 years saying um, he's mad at the streets. And the reason I got to carry a gun is because you see what happened to him. So every every case that he's ever caught was because he had a gun. And here's the serious part of it. You got a gun, but you don't have any answers for why you have a gun. His reason for having is I live in Chicago. See, most people carry a gun for false courage. It make them feel stronger than what they are without them. Mm -hmm. But uh, last year around this time, they, I, I talked to a room full of teenagers at a church on 131st, just west of Cicero. And I called two guys up on the stage with me and I asked them a question. I say, are y'all in games? First I had put all the parents out so they could feel, so they be they self. I said, we just gonna talk, this just us. Oh yeah, 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 I'm in the game. And I said, well, do y'all have guns? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I got a gun. When I come out the house, I put my gun on my side. I said, now I'm gonna ask you another question. Have y'all ever watched a cowboy movie? Yeah, yeah, I watched a cowboy movie before. I said, how many cowboys are found with their guns still when they host? I said, if people that you into would know you got a gun, they gonna act accordingly. They gonna try to catch you off guard where you can't get to that girl. I say, so stop going out of the house with that false courage. And it's probably, you probably ain't even into it with nobody. You just want to carry a gun. And here's what's worse, because what's happening is with single parents, I listen to my grandson's mother say to him, and she's from Ida B. Well. Mm. All right? And my grandson lived the life that I was raised in. We're in Hyde Park. I'm going to bring you over here, and I'll show you. Grandma live in a uh, swimming pool building. You got this. You got everything that you need. We talked about PlayStation. I felt safer with PlayStation because I didn't want him outside in the street. All right? But PlayStation cost me a lot of money because every every Friday when he come over for the weekend, now, now I need $20. It's a new game. Huh? Right. So, and I'm giving him $20. Finally, I looked at my bank statement, and for one month, I gave PlayStation about $280. All right? Just to keep this kid out of trouble. All right? And however, what I did learn from it is his social skills. Because while I'm in the room with my TV off, listening to him play, I listen to him communicate. So we got a mother who says to her son, when he cries, shut up. Are you a man? Are you a man? And she'll chastise him and she hits him in his chest. 
she leaves and he comes to me and he's crying. And I said, well, I mean, first of all, let me tell you how to handle your mama. You're not a man. The next time she says that to you, tell her, no, I'm 11. But he go, he go to say. You got to remind them that women are... Women who are not even raised with men in their household are trying to project an image to their boys that you got to be a man. But what does that mean? What does that mean? Being tough? But here, here go not the thing. being emotional? Here go the thing. Here go the thing. The whole, the whole thing that we're, that we're discussing here, that's the man's job. So a woman cannot, she's incapable of raising a boy we can't do to it. a man. We can't do it. No and and the, and the bigger part is what I learned is I find myself at 51 raising men, being men, to make them become more vulnerable to be emotional because they've been taught not to be emotional. They've been taught to say, you know, I ain't affected by this. I'm not affected by that. And the only time that they get affected by it is when there's death or when it's time for them to get ready to go to prison. That's the only time you get the true emotion of a man. You going to jail, boy. You better man up. Hey. Yeah. That's the only time. Hey. You're going to be a man. Here's, a, here's the true thing. And maybe some of y'all know about this. Maybe y'all know. In the county, it's called the bullpen. And after you leave the court, after you leave that judge, you walk to the bullpen, and you see so many grown boys crying. How much time you got? Two days. I got two months. I got 60 years. lawyers that don't even know how to read in school. How you gonna believe somebody that ain't even that ain't even read the book? So this is what we're gonna do. We're going to call out. We're gonna call out these men to make them men. Are we out are the male figure just out here fucking and starting families and leaving, or are they actually teaching and 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 being there? In the hard times, like the mother is. Next, let me tell y'all something. We're going to end this next week. 63rd, Austin. Starbucks. That's where we're going to be at. There's a room in there. I'm going to rent the room out. We're going to do this real right, really big. We ain't got to rent the room. We can just buy some uh, no, no, pound cake. You got to rent that room out. Banana cake. No, banana cake on 63rd. Austin, we're going to buy some banana cake. Anyway, we're going to buy some banana cake too. But... Ballheads Podcast will continue on Accountable Men next Sunday. So share this on whatever the case may be on D's page. Share it on my podcast. Share it on um, y'all can listen to us on iTunes. You can listen to us on Spotify. Anywhere you can find a podcast, you can listen to it. I'll holler at y'all next week for the cut off on YouTube. Remember, we need you all too. Men and men. Yep. This is probably about the next day. <laughs> <laughs> and it's strange.